Buckle up, hotties. It's time to talk some hoops. Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants with Brandon, Nate, and Jordan. What's poppin', Manny people? Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants. That is Brandon Bones back, as in Bones Highland, because you're on the Bones Highland train now. That's Nate, the tear maker, Alsdurf, and I am Jordan, the McDonald's cookie tote fiend, Alamat, and together we are the bosses of the hoops department at PullTapSports.com. Make it your homepage, and also we are exclusively wearing lamb chops unreal and we smell 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 of duke cannon and it's no time for jokes it's no time for games there's controversy miring the show panty nation member of the year has been compromised because last year if you remember the finalists one of them was tira which is nate's wife and we have just received horrible horrible shocking news that greta toon the runner-up last year uh she's in a group chat with my wife and she went to high school with my wife and she's friends with my wife. So how dare this happen? How could this happen? I love that this is just received. Yeah, this is like <laughs> she's known her longer than you have. And you're just I, learning this. I had no idea, guys. I yeah, swear. Yeah. Um, also, also, Greta's boyfriend went to the same college we all did. So we might have known him. Have we become too nepotistic in our in our in our practices? This is bad, what? guys. I don't think so because like not to besmirch Panty Nation member of the year, but like those were the three finalists of like our six listeners last season. <laughs> so <laughs> hey, we have an like, episode. Sorry, like, mom and dad, you didn't make the cut. <laughs> those were if, the least family we could find. That's true. That's true. I forgot. I forgot that we were we were struggling for listenership last year. So if you're with us by the second episode, we're like, hey, you're in the running, dude. To be fair, yeah. Um, some of the content that that it's it wasn't just nepotism; it was like interactions and like art artwork putting put out. Greta has been stepping up her game by using ChatGPT, which is an automatic vote from Jordan. Huge. Uh, Spoiler alert: If you want to get in on this conversation, just tweet uh, statements made by ChatGPT, and Jordan will. You win his we're heart. gonna find out. We're gonna find out in like three weeks that functional moron is actually just like Jordan's burner or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to go to the poll I tweeted as to whether or not Greta should still be in the running it was for this year's. Close. It was really. Oh, I haven't close. checked back. Yeah, tell us. What I it think. Is. I think no nepotism won by like a razor thin margin, like one like, or two. Like months. it. Like it wasn't nepotism, or it was barely nepotism. Like it was no. It wasn't nepotism, and I think it was like two votes. Hang on, I'm I'm hunting it down. It was, you know, it wasn't a Wolves game day yesterday, so I was really scrounging for content. So I decided to put one of our listeners and a friend on blast on the internet, which is always. Yeah, so you decided to just really call out <laughs> one of our listeners because she's friends with your wife. Also, what a come down from the week prior when we were pumping her up. Like, wow, you're 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 I'm still early I'm still pumping her up. I I, I don't care too. that she's friends with Jordan's wife. <laughs> I just think we need okay, a broader perspective. I have the res- I have the results. It yeah, was my phone's not loading. It was 68 votes, 51.5% said no nepotism. Oh, they said no, nepotism is nepotism. I interpreted that as no, nepo- no nepotism. No, it was either, <laughs> it was either, this no is nepotism. fine, nepotism, it's barely nepotism, or nepotism Okay, that's nepotism. grammatically incorrect, though. It should have been no, comma, nepotism is nepotism. I didn't have enough characters for that. So you this read it is as... just saying no nepotism is nepotism. Okay, so that's a good point. Everything is nepotism. That's a good point. That's a good point, Brandon. Yeah. The poll was grammatically it flawed. It was misleading. Statistically insignificant. The poll is out. Greta is still 
in the running for Panty Nation. She's still in the running. Absolutely. All because of a, all because of a dirty pull, dirty stats. A technicality. <laughs> She's out on a technicality. <laughs> um, you know, it's not a technicality. The Wolves lost. It happened. It was real. And we're going to talk about it. We're also going to talk about the return of Jaden McDaniels, as well as the fact that the Timberwolves offense, when ants off the court, looks drier than a white person's chicken. We're going to in. talk about all this stuff after we show some love to Unreal Athletic Lifestyle Clothing. You've heard us rant and rave about Unreal, specifically my favorite products, the crossover hoodie and the joggers for the, fast, the past few months. So instead of me ranting and raving about it, I'm going to read reviews of an Unreal that I found online. Let's hear from Justin F. All right. You guys want to hear from Justin F.? Yes. Online oh, verified. So bad. Um, Justin says, hands down, the best hoodies on the market. They are classy and comfortable all at the same time. will keep you warm, but also very breathable. I wear them golfing all the time. You can trust Justin F. Okay. Justin F. is a normal dude. Okay. Justin F. would buy you a beer at the bar and say, cheers, brother, while his sexy ass jiggles also plumply in his unreal joggers. Justin F. Who do we, what do we think Justin F.'s last name is? Uh, Fisher. He's, he strikes me as a Fisher man. I, I think, think it's, it's uh, Ford in honor of your cat. I think it's Justin, great. former Timberwolf Hamilton. I think that's nope. Ooh, then why would you put? Could that be a... our wow today? Justin right. Hamilton. We'll see. Uh, this holiday season, if you're looking to get some high quality clothing for a loved one or yourself, Unreal is the place to go. And the best part is, when you shop at Unreal, you're shopping at a local company. They're not owned by some big conglomerate. They weren't spit out by some algorithm and they didn't have some VC foot in the bill. They started here in Minnesota with 300 bucks and a dream. Go check them out at unrl.co. Real sports journalism is dead. We only care about vibes now. Gentlemen, how are the vibes? Since we last recorded, we lost the game. We're back down to earth uh, yet again. And Ant is still dealing with his hip pointer. And while he sits, the offense looks sad. And lastly, Jaden McDaniels is back. I posit the question. How are the vibes? Durf, you're starting us off. What do you got? Uh, um, my vibes are still good. Um, yeah. actually, you know what? Oh, I, I don't I think you guys know this already, but I'm so raised by wolves. I had an aura migraine yesterday, chief sponsor of the Minnesota Timberwolves, because I am no so free ads. raised by wolves. No free ad reads, aura will be in contact. Um it didn't feel good, but that's again. It's uh, this is an, yeah. This is this an game. interesting aura I, ad read we've got going. <laughs> yeah, you ever get a headache? You go blind sometimes. <laughs> you should think about digital security. Get, get, yeah, get digital security by Aura. It'll hurt your brain. Um, Blindness migraines blind. you can trust. <laughs> All right, let's keep this going. Next one. Um, I uh, I think they're good. Um, it sucks that we lost, but we are going to lose uh, some games this year. Uh, I thought it was just going to be the two Washington games like we talked about. Yeah. Turns yeah, out that was the first, turns <laughs> of first pick we got wrong. <laughs> so we're going to have at least two more losses. I think it's just the two, but we'll see. Maybe like three or four. Um, but yeah, it sucks that we lost. Uh, but it, I mean, we saw most things that could go wrong in a game go wrong. We don't have Ant. Rudy was in foul trouble early. Jaden and J-Mac are coming back for the first time they've seen the court in a while. So they're just cold. Um, Jaden, for some reason, we talked about this in the group chat, but like decided to 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 assume that it was his role to shoot us back into the game. And just uh, yeah, there was there was, was like, like that weird little like two, three minute stretch where Jaden McDaniel was like, it's Jaden time. Yeah, I don't Jayden mind that. Called his own number, which, which yeah, I do was, like. They were I terrible do like, shots. I do okay. like him, the confidence, but like. 
you gotta you gotta ease and do it a little bit more. I don't know, whatever. It is what it is. It was just one of those games where everything like we could not buy a bucket. We were four for sixteen from three in the first half, and we had we like started going away from shooting the three because it was so bad. Um, we were missing open looks. Like TBJ was ice, ice cold. Oh my God. He was. I mean, the amount of open threes in the corner that were just clanked. Um, it was just one of those games. Like we've seen, we've seen a million times in Timberwolves history, but um, not as much this year. Where it's just, it's just not there. Like it is mm-hmm. not there. The foul trouble is obviously like huge for us, especially because we're such a good defensive team. And we saw like, we saw in that first game again, or the the two games ago against two Memphis games ago, I should say, when Rudy wasn't on the court, he was only playing, I think he only played 25 minutes that game, how impactful, like the difference between having him on and off the court, both like defensively and also weirdly offensively, because we're not having some of those transition buckets. Expound on that, because I noticed that too. Like why, because Rudy on offense is not that big of a presence, but he is at the same time, just because he's just there. Yeah, I mean, we're turning into jazz setting and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. And, and like, Beck can go into this and too, because I want to hear from your perspective. But um, not to spit out what Dane just said, but Dane on the future on guest pod, on the pod, Dane Moore, future guest on the pod, you. Dane Moore, um, was just talking about like some of the things that maybe don't show up on the stat sheet as much um, that he's doing, like you said, the the screen setting, but like even just the chemistry that he is with Conley and Cat and like some of those easy buckets that he gets are super impactful. And then also defensively, like, again, those turn into transition buckets and we just don't get those as much. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, t- it was a tough matchup. Like we talked about this before, but it's similar to like jaw. When you have a guy like Zion, who's running downhill at the basket, just like full, full force, he's going to draw fouls and it's going to force the ref's hand. And even yeah. though I disagree with a decent amount of the calls, it's just kind of the nature of having a guy like that. That's reckless. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, like the aggressor, I mean, credit the where it's due. Yeah, Sorry, but I mean, also credit where it's due. Like Zion was incredible yeah. in that game. Like his finish, his finishing was like Zion's obviously amazing in the paint, but he was like on another level in that game. It was just like if he got within like five feet of the hoop, he was just like throwing up. He was sh- throwing up these like like layups, and he wasn't using the glass, and they were just like not even hitting the like rim. Nothing but net layups. <laughs> like, they, so like they were, they were nuts. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, there was a couple of those finishes where, you know, like obviously he had the ones where he was just sprinting at the hoop. But yeah, some of those were is like uh like four or five feet out that he's just kind of bunnying up bunny hopping off the off the back of the rim was Bro, it's not even a bunny. It's like, you know, like when you were learning like graphing calculator gra- <laughs> grabbing cal- Jesus Christ. Edit, edit, fuck. Uh graphing calculator, like making graphs and parabolas. Like it was like a super insane like parabola. <laughs> it was just like come back down. That's yeah. a math joke for Brandon Beck exclusively. That was great. Love Maggie, some parabolas. Uh, oh, I will God. say I so miss I... graphing calculators, by the way, but whatever. Keep going, Durf. This is not um, a graphing calculator podcast. I don't know if I have that it's, much where it's so the, does pull tab have a graphing calculator? Use pull yet? use pull tab fifteen at TexasInstruments.com for fifteen percent off your next graphing calculator or missile. I think they make missiles. Did you guys know, did you guys have I any saw, friends? Did you guys have any friends in, or did you uh that had graphing calculators with like Mario Brothers on it or any? Oh yeah, dude. I was could? I was deep oh, in the graphing calculator. Dude, that game. was the best when you block knew somebody... dude. Block, yeah, block dude, dude? Was yes. amazing. Did you know you can there's a block dude app on your phone that you can get on your phone that has all the levels that were on the TI no calculator? Does it hit free? the same? Is it free? Yeah. Sweet. I, I download it that. like once a year and play all the way through it, then delete it. 
Okay, hang on. All right, anyway, anyway back, no, back. No, no, no. That. I want to talk about grabbing calculator games because this is Rudy Gobert nickname Block Dude. Block Dude. <laughs> I love the tie-in. It's so that's good. great. There's gonna be like six it's people so that go. Oh, that's great. Um, um, is it so my vibe turn, or you still got stuff? I just was gonna end with, um, like it sucks. B- basically, this is what my feeling is about it. Is it sucks? It's bound to happen that we're gonna have games like this. I'm not gonna fully write it off because there's obviously things we can learn from it. Like you can always learn from games that you lose, even if there's things that are out of the norm happening, because that's what you learn from. Yeah. But um, I'm not gonna trip about it because I'm six foot seven and that's a long way to fall. But I love this team and I think we're gonna bounce right back, baby. Jordan, baby. tell me about your vibes. My personal vibes are great. I am a bit disappointed in like some wolves Twitter discourse, like people jumping off a bridge mid-game because we lost one game. I don't know if you saw some of that, but I just get I get I get yeah. fed stuff. I'm just like, what is going on? The Wolves are going to lose games. I went on this rant a couple of weeks ago. When the last time we lost a game, weeks ago. Yeah, but then you <laughs> but then you're like, if they lose five in a row, it's fine. No, I didn't say, <laughs> no, I, whatever. We may lose two in a row. We might not be in first place all year. I think if we're like third or fourth or fifth, that's also fine. Uh, the Wolves have some issues to work through, and like they were unearthed, like Durf, like you said. Um, and they need to figure this stuff out while reintegrating Jaden, J-Mac, and adjusting to Ant's absence. And there will be stumbles, but I think this team, we're like a quarter of the way, a fifth of the way through the season. Like, they've earned enough leash where it's like, okay, this is More not the best quarter. version. A quarter? 25% More of the way than through the season. More than 25%. Like, they've earned enough leash to be like, all right, this is not the best version of the Wolves. This is stuff that we need to work through. Team stumbles an 82-game season. But, like, we can we can be like, hey, that, kind of, that game kind of sucked. We'll also be in, like... There's an elite sustainable basketball team within this current makeup of our roster and they can figure it out. I'm not uh, too sour by it. They're going to lose games. And also I um, don't mind losing to the Pelicans because I have a soft spot for Brandon Ingram. I think it's because he's a cool guy. <laughs> so I don't mind losing to the Pelicans. Also Pelicans, a top five bird. Did I go on this bird rant recently? I don't know if you did. I, Tell us. I, don't I think know. I did. What are your top five? Uh, starting with five. Oh Pelican. yeah, I think you did because you didn't have eagles, oh, yeah. and I said I yeah. couldn't. I accused you, you not being patriotic. Yeah. Number five, pelicans. Four eagles. Three toucans. Two. I forgot number two. Number one, penguins. Mystery <laughs> number two bird. Number two. I didn't I've, see any of the mythical birds in there. I'm a big. Oh, I do like blue no, jays. No articuno in there. Okay. Let's, there says what? no mythical birds, and Shelly goes, "I do like blue jays." <laughs> <laughs> Like those are real birds, dude. <laughs> we can't. Birds aren't real. Uh, we can't talk about Pokemon because we want to segue. Brandon, how are your vibes? My vibes are short and sweet. I think we're, uh, everything's fine. Um, I think that was good. Yeah, I mean, my vibes are fine too. I mean, this is our first show in a while, coming off a loss. I think. Um, yeah, for real. So, Jeez. like, it's it's understandably like we're not as like gung ho on top of the world. Like that's just human nature. Is when you're coming off of when they're coming off of a loss, you're just gonna be like a little more muted, but. I think it's like Durf was saying there there's no like there and you were saying Jelly there's no reason to be like oh my gosh the sky is falling they lost one game they weren't going to win every game like they lost like a pretty standard road game to a decent team that was fully healthy and they didn't have uh Anthony Edwards who's their best or second best player this season um it's kind of the inverse of what we saw from them last year though like the crazy good start has has kind of earned them some losses, like some forgivable losses in the opposite way where by them not taking care of business against those terrible teams throughout the year 
every loss weighed so heavily because they had no margin for error in any game that was considered even like marginally winnable because they had just thrown away so many opportunities against the Pistons and the Trailblazers and the Hornets and the Wizards, et cetera, et cetera. Now they go into that game 17 and four. Like, I don't think they didn't play hard. I think they were kind of a little outgunned on the road against a team that played really well. Zion was clearly really motivated and he played really well and they just lost to a good team. And all that being said, uh, they were down by four points going into the fourth quarter. So like they didn't get like blitzed, mm-hmm. blown off the court. Like they just lost. They they ended up losing by a lot in the end. Like it kind of like started to avalanche a little bit in the fourth quarter, but I don't know. That's a good Pretty... point, Brandon, because like the shooting was ice cold and like, I'm trying not to complain about the whistle anymore. Like the whistle wasn't like, you know, we weren't drawing fouls. We weren't, you know, doing that. It's like, if those two things aren't going in your favor and you're only down four going into the fourth, I can kind of mm-hmm. be like, shit, we might've played. Okay. And cat was, was no, nowhere to be found in the second half too. So I kind of go like, that was a good statement that made me feel even better about the wolves. We're it was a lot fucking championship. It was a lot closer before like Luca Garza was out there and they should mix. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think though, like a little bit of like the angst, around the loss is kind of driven by there's a little bit of doom and gloom looking ahead at the schedule. Like they've got this like tough stretch in December where that was the first of 16 games against teams above 500, um, 11 of them on the road. So now 15, your next 15 games are against teams that are at or above 500 right now. 10 of them are on the road. So I think people are kind of feeling a little bit like, like to, to jallies like a few weeks ago, like nervous point. I think people are a little nervous that like the floor could kind of fall out on this team. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's realistic. Like they're probably not going to go 14 and two over this stretch. Like they did in the stretch before, but I think it's realistic to think that they could probably win more than they lose over this stretch. And even if they don't, Britt was saying this on Dane's pod today, if they go Future seven guess and in the eight, pod, Dane Moore's pod. If if they go seven and eight over these next fifteen games, they're gonna be they're gonna be twenty four and thirteen, like, which will be like second or third in the Western Conference, and that's yeah. if they have a losing record for the next fifteen games. So they've built up, like I said, they've built up like just a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Um, I don't know if this is a good time to go into kind of the the bench woes thing. If you guys have more. Do your thing. You have stats, bench stuff. You have oh, you have ant on off stuff, don't you? Well, so yeah. So I do think it's fair to acknowledge, like, even when they won those four games in a row against like the bad teams, like it's kind of been a pattern all season that like we've just been able to kind of sweep under the rug and ignore a little bit because they've just been winning these games. But um they do as they're starting to play more and more tough teams, they're starting to play on the road, they do really need to find a way to get more out of their bench. Um, mm-hmm. So I was just like looking, I've got some stats for you guys. So I was looking at the numbers. Um, this is all about, this is all going to be about Ant basically and some theories about what we can do. But so the on-off numbers with Ant this year are the most like stark difference on the team. Um, so with Ant off the floor this year, their offensive rating is 111, which it would rank 26th in the NBA. And that's only ahead of teams like the Grizzlies, the jazz, like, so basically like when ants off the floor, they rank 26th in the NBA, the offensive rating when ant is on this year is 117.3. And that would rank ninth 
in the NBA. Um, there's a lot of noise in offensive rating and on-off stats, like because like Ant's constantly playing with Carl Anthony Towns. So like there's a lot of like stuff you need to be able to like separate out. But at the core of it, we we are basically they're a bad offense when Ant doesn't play. They're a good offense when Ant does play. Who are the on-off offenders on the opposite end of that spectrum? And so I did a little digging into that too. Um Kyle Anderson, obviously, Shake Milton, obviously. And then I was surprised to see that Nas Reed also has like very, very distinct on-off splits. Um, they're not very good when any of those three, Kyle, Shake, or Nas, are on the floor, and they're good when those guys are off the floor. Um, what I found was interesting about that, though, is of the eight players that Ant has played more than a hundred minutes with, those guys rank fifth, sixth, and eighth in total minutes played with Ant. So part of the reason that those guys on-off splits are so bad is because they're off is Ant on, right? And mm. the inverse of that. But this is the thing that I think is really where the opportunity lies. Uh, do you know who Ant's, of the people that Ant has played more than 200 minutes with this season, do you know who Ant's best two-man pairings are? Is it Nas? Nas Reed and Kyle Anderson. They Damn. Have, they have the two best net ratings. I'll pull. I have them pulled up right here. The net rating when Anthony Edwards plays with Nas Reed plus 17.7. The net rating when Anthony Edwards plays with Kyle Anderson plus 15.8. Of the people that he's played more than 200 minutes with, those are the two best net ratings with Anthony Edwards. And additionally, in this time that Ant has been out, they've kind of found something in these Troy Brown Jr. with the starters lineups. So this is a super small sample size, but the net rating with Troy Brown Jr. with the starters is plus 25. So my thought when we're like looking into like, where can we get more offense? How can we kind of like fix this bench, this Ant on off woes thing is I think you can really target a lot more Ant with the bench minutes. You know what I mean? I think mm -hmm. you can kind of, Maybe instead of Ant playing the whole first quarter and then like you're bringing like you're trying to target like Cat with the bench or something like that. Maybe Ant with the bench, like maybe Ant's the first starter off and then mm -hmm. he's coming back in when Nas and Kyle are coming onto the floor. And then you have that you have those Troy Brown Jr. with the starters minutes where you can get like. You can do Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert pick and roll with Troy Brown Jr. spacing in the corner. You're you can cooking. do more like cat centric offense. So you're not like sacrificing like the Anthony Edwards ability of taking the ball out of his hands when you're leaning into cat and Mike Conley, who are probably their two best offensive players outside of Anthony Edwards. Right. And this so, is, yeah, keep going. And so then the idea is like, you're basically you're you're basically fixing the bench, quote unquote, by adding Anthony Edwards to it. <laughs> well, this is what? this is so fascinating, Brand, because it's like you're also throwing so many different looks at, at a defense that you can't prep for all of that. And also you're kind of leaning in like the cat Rudy instead of like staggering yeah. them like we all wanted. Like they got mm -hmm. some chemistry. So why not just yeah them together? So like you're solving so many problems at once. I'm gonna cut this up and tweet out the full four-minute rant because it's great. I... Yeah, and, and one more like interesting thing. Um Another reason why I think it makes sense to like break up some of those cat ant minutes. Uh, cat is ants worst two man pairing this season. Mm. Um, so ant doesn't have any bad two man pairings because ant is really good. Um, every two man pairing ant has is 
is a positive net rating by like mm-hmm. at least eight. Uh, but cat and ant are only like plus eight um, compared to like ants. Like, oh, like I said, he's plus 17 with Nas. He's plus 16 with with Kyle Anderson. So you, you're not really sacrificing a lot, I think, by having like you said, the idea has always been stagger cat and Rudy, maybe stagger cat and ant and target yeah. those those ant with the bench minutes is more the answer. Is that just because they're so I mean, not fully because of this, but is that partially because they're so ball centric? Both of them are. I don't know. I think it's also the like we've seen Ant like like and I don't want to have this be like a negative cat yeah. segment, but like Cat and Nas play like a very different brand of basketball. And Nas is more of that like energy finds the ball, ball movement type of guy. Like I think surrounding mm-hmm. Ant with ball movers, like and quick yeah. decision makers like Kyle Anderson and Nas Reed really empowers him too. And then he's more apt to not hold as much mm-hmm. which i think contributes to some of his worst habits yeah yeah i mean that makes sense sorry i was just gonna say that makes sense because um cat really can be slow in deciding what he wants to do um and then also like Nas is a quicker deci- decision maker but kyle anderson is a better like distributor too so i think yeah. a, a good passer like a, basically another point guard on the a pass first point guard um yeah and then, yeah. S- and then staggering helps. those two like mm-hmm. to your guys's point, like, and then to my point earlier, like Ant and Cat played two totally different styles of offense. So again, you're throwing two yeah. two looks the defense, so you, you just can't prepare for that much firepower. It's just a matter of like Finch pulling the levers. We're going yeah. deep hoops. I wanted a deep hoops episode. We've been too fun recently. Let's talk stats. Thank you, Brandon, for pushing us in this direction. Uh, make sure to tag Finch in this when you cut it up. Yeah. Like, hey, um, I mean, we got the coach for it, right? Offensive minded. He he gets real creative. Uh, well, yeah, well, I mean, and they've done this these. before in the past. They've targeted Ant with the bench yeah. minutes. Like in the past, Ant's played with Nas a lot, and it's been really effective all the time. So, mm-hmm. damn. Well, I I frick with it heavy. I have nothing else to add. Cook, Brandon. Cook, my cook, Lord. Brandon. That was Ooh. that was delicious. Yum 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 yum. <laughs> what is uh, what was that? What this? I was I was eating a W except Wait, the W. Was... I think. No, I like some music started playing in my headphones for a second. <laughs> Wait, <really? laughs> Do you have ESPN up? My, I, had an I don't ad know. Maybe it was a it Twitter. Before. Oh, it was a basketball reference ad. <laughs> yeah, I had that, I had that happen before earlier. the show too. Um, if we have nothing else to add, should I do an ad read? Oh, yeah. Do we have okay. any more? Do we have any more hoops talk to talk about? There haven't been that many games since we last recorded. Oh, yeah, I guess I got two things. We can cut this if it's dumb. Um, why isn't Cat shooting a billion threes? And um, how do we enjoy seeing Jade McDaniels again? Let's breeze through those real quick, if we mm. could. I mean, I'm excited about Jade McDaniels coming back. He did not play well in that yeah, one really game. Did. So, like, mm-hmm. it's hard to be, like, too excited about, like, Jade McDaniels came back. And yeah. he was terrible. He fouled a lot and took a lot of terrible shots. The best thing about Jaden being back is Alice and Audrey going off on Twitter. <laughs> just a wolf's Twitter icon from the moment. Did we ever get an update about uh, her and Chloe? Because didn't they sit together the next game? Or they oh yeah, they, they, they had a great time. Yeah, I was following. I, I don't think I ever saw Chloe. a follow up, but that's awesome. I, yeah. that was a really cool thing that happened. Yeah, um, we should get her on the pod. I don't know. About she played the... basketball too. Sorry. Yeah, she did. At did she play at Washington, or did she play it, somewhere else? I think it might have been Georgia. I looked this up once. I think she was a forward. Allison right. Audrey, I'm going to clip this. Come on the pod. I want it looks to, like Georgia it. State. I want I want to yeah, talk Georgia State. She okay. played. 
I want to know her perspective on the game. I want to know what it's like being like in the in the periphery of a national, you know, National Basketball Association like family, like that's mm-hmm. tight. Allison Audrey, come on the pod. All right, so Jamie McDowell, welcome back. And then Cat shooting. Why? I want him to shoot more threes. Like I, bombs away, yeah. dude. I mean, this is the this is the constant thing. Um, I think sometimes he's just like a little too. He's I know like he's good at too te- He's like a little too team first, though, too. Like there were a couple instances where like he made the extra pass and it's like in a vacuum, the right basketball play. But like, I'm sorry, Kat, like above the break three with a defender, like not that close to you is a better shot than wide open Nikhil Alexander Walker in the corner. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's like not on paper, like the right basketball play. I don't know. I think sometimes like passing is viewed as like the unselfish thing and like shooting is viewed as selfish. But if you're the best player, shooting is not selfish because <laughs> everyone wants to win. We're, yeah. we're clowning Kat for playing really I, good I, fundamental. I'm not, okay. I'm not clown. I'm not clowning him. I'm just saying like, I think like, like Michael Jordan wasn't a bad teammate because he took a lot of shots because they won a bunch of basketball games. And like, yeah. that was what his yeah. team wanted him to do. No, I hear you. Um, I don't know. I, if tweet- oh, sorry. Go off. I just, I just was going to say like, I, so like, yeah, the team first thing sometimes, but like also like five times a game, he just tries to be Jason Williams and do like around, like I like around it. his shoulders and neck passes that like fly into the stands. <laughs> and like, it's just like, I know you're trying to be saucy and whatever, but like you can just make a, a fundamental pass. Like you but don't when they just like when they land, they're off, sick. You don't have to bounce it off the scoreboard to somebody. It doesn't oh, need to happen. Again, to reference NBA Live 2005 dunk contest, but throwing it off the shot clock and doing the double somersault, <laughs> double between the legs dunk. Oh, it's like the it's like the more confident cat gets, you're like, oh no, here yeah. comes here comes the game breaker. It's like down. it's like his in-game version of like of like the. Like his voice tone change, like he's a, it's, a, it's like you just NBA don't have to street. do that. Like, you know, it's an NBA Street Volume Two move. He's going for the game breaker. Yeah, I I need them to remake NBA Street. EA Sports big comeback, so we can get the Nas Ant Cat like super game breaker. Could you imagine the animation oh, with those? Nas, Nas Reed stealing the ball and just hearing the computer go, "That's mine." Sounds so cool. <laughs> Um, I don't know if it was Neklo or Jonah. It was one of those two. Obviously, it always is. Um, they just like melded into one person. Every I know. Time it's, we it's cite them on Huncho Neklo. I'm sorry. They're both. They, I'm Hunch, sorry. They both know ball. Hunchklo Hunch is yeah, sorry, crazy. Uh, you did cook. Sorry that they both know ball on our awesome fouls. Um, it's like it's this simple with cat. When someone shorters on you, you shoot over them because you're seven feet tall. And when you have a center on you, you drive to the basket because they're slower than you. The only problem is like when it's like a like a, a stretchy lanky forward, which I feel like they're not on cat very often. So I feel like that's the like the, the solve to his woes is just for him to recognize it's a short guy. So even though they put their hand up, to, Grant Williams is guarding me. His hand can't reach my chin. I'm still gonna have a clean shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like it. I, it's like a mental thing with him sometimes too, because like he's going to like the generational efficiency cat stuff is like that does go down if you start to like take more and more tough shots, right? Yeah, he's not shooting that enough. He's being, too, he's not shooting enough. He's being like too efficient. Like there's a too efficient, yeah. like break point. I, yeah. And like Dane has talked about this. Like he's, he's Future such like a the pod, rhythm, Dane Moore. He's such like a rhythm player where it's like, 
part of the reason his efficiency is so good is like if he's over two, he just stops shooting. So he never has like an O for seven or like a one for eight. And if he is shooting well, that's when he like really, really keeps shooting. I wonder if um him doing that is him baiting the defense into leaving him open so he can start shooting big time again. I want big, him big cats brain, trying to play chess. It's a big long con. He's, he's got galaxy brain. Yeah. Don't guard me. Remember, I'm really good. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about Santa. Do you mind if I talk about Santa for a second, guys? Talk, talk your talk. Do you know how much work it is for Santa to traverse the entirety of the globe in one evening? It's hard. When he gets home, he's sweaty. He's nasty. He's gross. And Mrs. Claus won't even think about grabbing his Rudolph the Red-Tipped Reindeer until he's washed up with some Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon's going to hate that. <laughs> They're going to love it the way Mrs. Claus and Mr. Claus love um, the way their thick body wash smells. They got the big ass brick of soap, the offensively large lip balm and the products you need to stay clean and smelling good this holiday season after you deliver gifts around the world or to, I don't know, Bloomington, wherever your friend is, uh, because uh, Duke Cannon makes hardworking products for Hard-working hard men. men. And elves. Is Santa an elf or is he a human that lives forever? Santa's What's the lore? Well, I mean, he's like a magic human. Is he a wizard? He he is not an elf. I know that he's one. immortal. I he he's was. not an elf. He's he's like big. And elves are little. <laughs> First thing I, t- I typed in in Google is Santa Claus. And then it was, is Santa Claus a time lord? <laughs> oh, you don't even know that reference. You're not a Doctor Who fan, dude. You're you can't even talk about that. I'm not a Doctor Who fan. So the lore is he is a he is a chubby, a, plump, right jolly old elf. Okay, that would actually. But he is cool. he is based in he is based on the historical figure Saint Nicholas of Mira, as well as Norse myths associated with the god Odin. So he's, he's like Odin. He's like a he's Norse, Norse god. god. He's Norse dad. <laughs> Duke what Cannon makes hardworking products for hardworking gods. Gods. <laughs> Thor five. Thor five is gonna be about <laughs> Santa in uh, Yodenheim. He's using the. He's using the. What's the. Uh, What's the means of travel they take again? The like beam. The Bifrost. Yeah, the. Bifrost. That's how he gets everywhere so fast. Yeah, exactly. God, Duke Cannon went from hating this sexual ad read to loving this Santa ad read. <laughs> this is great. Uh, Duke Cannon. Dot com. I don't think they have any Santa lore on their website, but they got great body wash and hair care products. This is the part of the show where the hosts debate a hyper niche Timberwolves topic. Only a true diehard would have an opinion about this, which you are. So here you go. It's time for our show's fun segment. It's the what former wolf would we add to this current roster based on their needs segment. So each of us have gone back into historical wolves rosters and we've identified players that we want to add to this current team to fix the woes that we were talking about. Now, here's some rules, though. Uh, Kevin Loving, Kevin Garnett and any like Stefan Marbury. They're not eligible. OK, they must be a Jimmy role Butler. player. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. What's a role player? Have you heard this before? It's like porn. You know it when you see it. We're looking for a Kyle Anderson type player from like 2017 or whatever or before to add. So we're looking for like a fourth or fifth starter, like a bench guy uh, to add to the team stipulation. It's the version we had while on the Timberwolves. Yes. You don't just get like brand. You don't just get like prime Brandon Roy. Yeah. 
You're not getting the best version of them. You're what was your joke, Brandon? We got like, we got like, you're getting like the dried like up chair pound. You're getting, the, you're getting the like dried up husk of Andre Miller. That's that's who you're getting. There you, Andre Miller. I, it was not dried up because he had a well hydrated fro and beard when he was. With he us. was he was hydrated. He was a wet, he was a wet husk. <laughs> he was a wet husk. Uh, hey, uh, excuse me, Buffalo Wild Wings. He ordered, my he ordered the wings. Wet. Wet. He Miller, ordered the please? Brandon Roy <laughs> extra <laughs> wet one suit dripping wet. Uh, Andre Miller, please. All right. So uh, how many I'm did you ex- prepare? I prepared. I, I like. I, I kind of smuggled it. I did the classic Mallory Rubin of Ring Reverse smuggle on a couple. Um, I have, so four. I have like. I have four like segments. I have three, and then a couple that probably aren't role players, but I still want to say them. <laughs> okay. Is it Kevin funny. Love and Kevin Garnett? Damn it! <laughs> You've heard of them? Uh, Durf, start us off. I want to hear yours. All right. Um, we need a solid mid-range scorer, a certified bucket getter. Uh, this guy played 80 games for the Wolves and zero starts. Average 10 and a half I know points. who it made, is. Two and a half assists. We need to generate some offense off the bench. I want Jamal Crawford on my team. That'd be Jamal is going to come so off good. the bench. He's going to be saucy. He's going to be nice. He's going to he's going to teach the young guys how to how to go about being a professional. I want Jamal J crossover. Crawford. That's a great goes Durf. This this goes against everything I believe in that I think the Timberwolves should trade for Bones Highland, who is basically just worse Jamal Crawford. But (laughs) I don't think I want like the worst defender alive being integrated into our team. Hey, we'll just we'll just have him on the court with like Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert. He's so he's he was so bad. You're really doing Jamal Crawford slander on the pod. Are you serious? Oh, we love Jamal Jamal Crawford Crawford was Jamal Crawford was one of the worst defenders ever. Wow. Brandon. Okay, I'm going next. You're getting relegated to last because that pissed me (laughs) off. I don't like to hear that. Hopefully Jaden McDaniels doesn't listen to this podcast. He's a Washington guy, right? Right. Yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. He probably Um, went to those those summer league games or summer. Go ahead. What are you talking about? The the J- Jamal Crawford league that he runs in. Oh yeah 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 yeah. You're right. Um, Seattle. I don't want to talk about Seattle. I want to talk about when Rudy Gobert is off the floor. It appears as though the Wolves lack a, a certain identity. We kind of talked about this they, that they've developed this season, and there also appears to be a lack of accountability. Um, the player that I want to add to the team is a divisive one. You may love this man. You may now despise him given the things he's been saying on his podcast. But damn it, you cannot deny that he gets the best out of his teammates. He doesn't provide the best offense we need, but he knows how to get Ken and to work hard and be smart. So let's bring him home. I want to add Patrick Beverly to this roster because I'm Patrick a Beverly man. would be Patrick Beverly would be just so awesome. Like with the defensive identity, dude, imagine and, keep going. And Pat Beverly like is like a real go to war for his teammates. Pat yeah. Beverly would bury the hatchet with Rudy Gobert so fast because he talked mad shit about Carl Anthony Towns until the day he was traded to the Timberwolves. And he was like, I said, I wanted to go to the Timberwolves because of Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I love it. And just imagine our poor opponents. You finally get past Patrick Beverly or Jaden McDaniels or nah, you finally get around them on the perimeter and guess who's there to greet you. Oh God, it's Rudy Gobert. It would just Guys, be a defensively nuts team. Honestly. Okay. The defensive lineup with Patrick Beverly at point guard, Nikhil Alexander Walker at shooting guard, Jaden McDaniels at the three, Kyle Anderson at the four, and Rudy Gobert at the five would pitch shutouts. Yeah, the other team would not score. (laughs) 
Like, um, the guys are receptive to this because I know I do. I, I do like it. I do like it. Um, I think I think everybody wants to love Pat Bev because we did, and it hurt when we saw the things that he said. But um, I think it'd be really fun. I don't know that it would really help us with bench scoring, but no, we, not at all. but certainly he, like like Bex, he did go for twenty six. He did go for yeah, twenty six recently in that game where in that game where Embiid and Maxi didn't play. Pabev went off. <laughs> he almost won. Yeah. He almost had like a thirty point he can, triple he double. He can score. He 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 hit some threes for us. He you remember score. he was he was like. Yeah. In that Memphis series, when they tried to guard him with Jaw, and he was just like, "Okay, I'm the primary option here," and yeah. he was cooking him. I loved it. I loved it. So I'm I'm glad this is going well. Uh, I don't know. Brandon, what Tim form- Cooks. Tim, yeah, Timmy. Maybe we'll have a trade deadline move. That's we'll not see. gonna happen. <laughs> but I would love. Hey, but, it. Ma- but maybe. Uh, but maybe I would love to. Be. Fear's uh, a mind killer. Bring Pat Bev home. Brandon, what do you got? So I I am looking for um. How can we supplement? How can we supplement the bench offense uh, without um, sacrificing the the size and defense that we're used to? Right. We don't want to. That's but that's the big problem with trying to integrate J Mac back into this. Right. Is the identity of this team is they're a big, strong team. And Jordan that's McLaughlin, while he he introduces some pace to the game, he creates all those issues with his size and his lack of shooting. So I am looking for, I want a big point guard. I want a ball mover. I want in his second stint with the Minnesota Timberwolves, Ricky Rubio. Nice. I, I don't think Ricky Rubio is coming eligible. off the bench. I don't think he's eligible. in his se- second stint. Ricky Rubio. He came uh, off when the he bench. was, when he was, um, when he was like, when he was uh, Delos backup. Yeah. So when, when he was, he was like in a teaching, he was in like a teaching depressed role. and a little bit yeah, out of shape. Yeah. Ricky so Rubio. we're getting, yeah, we're getting the Ricky Rubio. We traded for Torian Prince, not like, in his prime, like Kevin Love, Nikola Pekovic, Ricky Rubio. Yeah. I would love it because again, my he's stipulation. Played with, he's played with everyone. He's played with Rudy. He's played like oh, I would. Oh, and yeah, we know he can play with Rudy. We know he can play with Cat. Ant loves him, and I just think like if he's we're not leaning still. into if we're not leaning into Ant with the bench minutes, I think introducing like an actual ball mover point guard is another way to kind of yeah. spark some offense. I think that's a really good pairing with Nas Reed potentially bring him home he's Point. available like too well i know he's he still he's still with the calves but he's just taking the year off. no i he's not under contract is he or is, is he he, he, he is right but i think i think he's like i mean i think they're basically like sabbatical. i know he's taking the year off i thought he just i thought he was just a free agent there's no i think he's he's sabbatical. he stepped away from the Cavs, but i think there's like sabbatical in it um there's nothing more i want than ricky rubio back on this team I, it mean, makes I would, me I would do it. Oh, yep, he is. I would he is still it. under contract through next year with the Cavs. They signed him to a three-year deal. What's his, what's his cap hit? What is he under? Six and a half million. Yeah, mm, we, can, we can do that. Can I interest you in a I mean, you can literally sh- just trade Shake Milton. Shake Milton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just barely uh, used. Re- reach out to NBA.com and have them like white out his last game of stats. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, he scored 17 in his last game a uh, week That's ago. a good bit. That's a good um, bit. Durf, who, right. who, who, who's your second edition? My, my second one. We took him for granted when he was on our roster, on the roster when when we had him. Uh, he can spot up shoot. Um, we're missing that guy off the bench that can just come off and hit a three pointer when we need it. We know TBJ adding has been on right now. Are no, you? No, I am not. <laughs> don't don't even say his name. Bleep that out. Get his name up. Our, uh, get that abuser. Gross. Uh, Awful, is, terrible basketball. That's player. a bad guy. That is a bad. That is guy. a bad guy. <laughs> uh, we know TBJ has been on fire lately, outside of the last game. 
Um, but he's not a career bucket from three. So we can expect him to fall back to average. We need Mountain Dew Matt Ryan back, baby. We need a guy oh, who can get, I expect it. We need a guy who can come off and nail a three. And I know we're talking about the version that we had, but he was this when we had him. We just never gave him he a shot chance. 38% with us. Yeah. I would and, love it. And clearly he would be a 47% from three point shooter. Uh we just again didn't give him the chance. So we need a yeah. guy who can come off and get a bucket. Imagine the he's having edition. elbow surgery though. Oh, I don't know if you no. guys saw that. Yeah, but we're getting the version when we had him. Oh, I'm not saying this as a counter okay. thing. That was just a like Matt Ryan reminded me oh, that that's a they announced yesterday is he's it, getting is elbow it his surgery. Shooting, his shooting armor is, I think so. That's a bummer. I asked one that number. That explains why he wasn't playing edition jersey. Us. Yeah, he's been out with an elbow injury, and they just announced he's having surgery. So, sorry, yeah. Matt. Prayers Bummer. up for Matt. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers. Penny T's and peas. T's and peas. All right. Uh, uh, I'm 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 of a similar mind with you, Durf. I'm still stuck on that three point shooting. We also have a shocking lack of domestic whites on the team since the departure of of Matt Ryan. So I want Mike Miller back. I want a white guy. <laughs> I thought about Mike Miller that yeah, wears a number it. in the 30s. <laughs> and I was like, Matt Ryan, Mike Miller, let me have him. Um, well, there's nothing else to say about Matt, uh, Mike Miller. Mike Miller, the the worst part about like Mike Miller with the Timberwolves is they literally like he is the epitome of like a one year too late guy. Yeah, like, we got Mike Miller right after. And he wasn't terrible for the Wolves. He shot like 38 percent from three. But like Mike Miller was like 17 a game, 43% from three for like 10 years. And then he showed up with the Wolves and he was nine points a game on 37% from yeah, three. The, the classic Wolves. We were also one year too late on Chase Budinger. That's two domestic whites that let us down. The Budinger. Uh, Brandon, what do you think? Right, it's back to me. I am also uh I am also going for some floor spacing, some shooting. Uh I'm also adding a domestic white. But Good. guys, you guys are adding shooting. You're adding Matt Ryan. You're adding uh, Mike Miller. Whoever, Mike Miller. How about the literal greatest three point shooter in Minnesota talk Timberwolves history? Talk. Do it, Dead Eye Fred. Yes. Fred Hoiberg is being added to this Minnesota Timberwolves team. Say the percentage. Say it. I believe it's forty four percent. It's 46.1 is what Good I got Lord. from basketball reference or from stat muse with the wolves or yeah, 46.1 with the wolves. Yeah. He's, he's the all-time leader in three point shooting of anyone that's taken more than like five attempts. And he's taken way more than five. Yeah. <laughs> At least <laughs> yeah, no. six. Fred Hoiberg, Fred Hoiberg would be like, you want to introduce some spacing, put Fred Hoiberg in the corner during a Rudy Mike Conley pick and roll and see what they decide to do. Yeah. Fred was my next one. Uh, Durf, do you mind if I kind of rattle off some other shooters, the two other shooters I had on my list, or do you have other shooters? One of them was Malik Beasley. <laughs> no, I didn't put Malik on here. He's too Go recent. for it. But I, I, do, I do want to say if we get Fred Hoiberg, I want the uniforms to come with him. That's oh, the caveat. 100%, yeah. Baggy um, shorts, I, baby. Other shooters I considered Anthony Peeler, uh, 37.9% yep. shooter. And, Bonus player who I have a very, very, very on record soft spot for, not named Michael Beasley, Rashad McCants, thirty six point nine percent from three. My first, yeah, uh, my not, first Wolves jersey. Yeah, but Rashad McCants was not like an off ball, like catch and shoot guy. He would that was like part of the problem was with him. I remember was that I was like fifteen. <laughs> he could like he like couldn't. He couldn't function kind of Shabazz Muhammad esque, where it was like if he wasn't like the guy, 
he didn't really function as a role player. We, we need a guy off the bench. That's fine. Is Shabbat Muhammad on one of your guys, sir? For you? <laughs> no, I, I notably can't stand Shabbat. Sorry. Yeah, that's so um, mean. You guys come in and you sorry two of my fave guys, Shabazz. Was Shabazz really one of your favorites? I love Shabazz. Yes. Do you, do you have a jersey? Do you have a Shabazz no, jersey? I've been on the hunt. If you guys know of an XL, yeah. you should get a UCLA. Get I a UCLA can, I have jersey. a soft spot for Shabazz Muhammad because my most prized possession is the dignature. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the dignature did bring me back around. Again, I wanted Trey Burke so bad that it was. It just um, couldn't. I know we got Gorgie out of the deal, but Shabazz Mohammed thing. My aunt and uncle, who are like huge Wolves fans, real old. um, when Shabazz Mohammed played for the Wolves, they were season ticket holders, and every time he scored, they would sing to the tune of like the song "Life Could Be a Dream," where they're like "Shaboom, Shaboom," <laughs> they would go Shabazz, Shabazz. <laughs> that's where that's from. I remember in college you saying that. Yes. I didn't have context it all the time. Like, what is this from, dude? Oh, God, your uncle the more we learn about your family, the more awesome your family becomes between Yamarama and that. Bex, Bex, aunt and uncle are awesome. I used to I used to tag along to those box seats. It was awesome. Yeah. It was not great basketball, but we got free food. So uh, if I jumped right. on yours, so you go next. That's fine. I only have one real one left, and then I have two other ones. I want all right. Let me let me uh let me grab my notes here. All right. Uh the man that came up biggest when we needed him. A giant on the board. We need someone who can step in when Rudy Gobert is in foul trouble. And the wall of France has fallen. A guy that can get you 25 boards in 15 minutes. We need Greg Monroe. Jesus Christ. And classic. <laughs> I have another real one. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. Greg Monroe, pound for pound. One of the best wolves of all time. <laughs> the Greg. I forgot I the... actually do have another one, but. Oh, the, the Greg Monroe game against Boston, the Greg Monroe Jalen Noel win against Boston. Unbelievable. A legendary performance. I don't Same. actually remember how many boards he got, but like in my mind, if somebody's like, how many boards he get? I, I 35 easy. He was, was like in like, he was in like, like roughly like triple double territory. I think he had like six assists it in was, that game. It was it unbelievable. Dude. They had signed him that morning. I know that was a real, like Josh Dobbs esque performance. And like, cause like everyone had COVID and they were just like, all right, Greg Monroe. Yeah, this guy was on his couch last week against the Boston Celtics or this morning, I guess. I yeah. took uh, I took my my family from they moved to Texas. They were in town for that game. And I was like, oh man, I warned him like, Ants out, Delos out, cats out. Like we're kind of bottom of the barrel, but it's free tickets for my company and they're great seats. And my mom's like, "Who's fifty five? Like that was your sister's number." And he plays like her. I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know much about him either, but he's sick." And it was just a great time. Um, should I go or Brandon? Do you want to go? I mean, I have a couple more that aren't like they're have... in pretty similar veins to okay. the other ones i've done but so they're like... they're they're real ones though they're not bits yeah i don't have okay. i have i don't have, I have, I have any more. joke ones this time um so i just have two more point guards that i think would be good like backup point guards I on the wolves overlap. i think we're gonna overlap so, so tyus jones of is course. an obvious one like yep. the plus minus king like the the prior to Jordan McLaughlin, the real plus minus king when in Wolves history was Tyus Jones, the assist to turnover king. They would never turn the ball over if their point guards were just Mike Conley and Tyus Jones. 
Um, and then the last one, who I think is probably yours, this team needs Troy Hudson. Yes, the nice. Laker killer. 23.5 points per game in the Western Conference. T-Hud, a rapper. That's who we want. I want Troy Hudson. The pigtails. But like, just like a, cool a guy, guy who can, a guy who can score, but who's not a ball stopper, who's going to play like fast and aggressive. Like think Troy Hudson, great fit on this team. Yeah. Yep. I'm all about it. All right. Well, Durf, you I have, go Durf, you have one more. Yeah. I have one more. Um, all right. Again, glaring, glaring hole at backup point guard. We need a dynamic score, a guy that can come in and give you 50 any night, <laughs> any yeah. given night. Uh, he's got winning pedigree and maybe a first, a former first overall pick. We need Derek Rose, baby. Quick decider. Uh, he was a, uh, he was one of the three. No, nah, wasn't score. he the third best on the team at one point? I mean, before, yeah, Derek when, Rose when was a role player, dude. Yeah, that, I guess, yeah. I guess yeah. Wolves. Well, he did. Derek yeah. Rose fifty point game was really something, though. Yeah, exactly. Um, he averaged eighteen for us that year as a non-starter. Okay, jeez, I forgot I want, about that. Year. I want I Derek how insane he was. That he was, was good. He was good for us. Yeah. Derrick Rose was good that season. Um, I'm surprised, Durf, that you didn't go to one of your classics for backup center, uh, the the steamer, Greg Steamsma. <laughs> I really expected a Greg Steamsma sighting. I like this. to I like to throw some wild cards out there. I also I also was saying these aren't role players, but I really think it would be fun to have Luke Rittenauer on this team or Taj Gibson. I think Luke I, would have counted. I think Luke Rittenauer uh, would have counted he, too. He started 80, 82 games. But he's like a fourth. Yeah, or but fifth we talked about year. like fifth starter, like Mm-hmm. I would I would have I would have allowed Luke okay. Rittenauer. I was just we'll too concerned that, that like I thought about him and I thought about JJ Barea, but I didn't want to like just completely sell out the defense. Yeah, I know. In um, some way, Luke Rittenauer, Luke yeah. Rittenauer might be one of the most underrated wolves of all time. I so rock fun. Luke. Yeah, Luke was great. What was the in the first um bracket? Didn't we have was it his mid range? Luke Rittenauer mid range. Yeah, Luke Rittenauer. Yeah, Luke Rittenauer mid range jumpers. I think like, I'm gonna double check this. Luke Rittenauer. Yeah, Luke Rittenauer with the Timberwolves had an effective field goal percentage above fifty percent, which for like mm-hmm. a small white point guard is nuts. Yeah liked him he was um, fun could i have picked michael beasley i feel like he was like the second or third best player on some wolves teams so i feel like it doesn't count even though it wasn't we would have accepted it i mean yeah. there were no stars on those teams they were all role players Damn, missing opportunity one of my hotter takes is that michael beasley still has a place on this timberwolves team but that's for a different pod i want to bring I it want, up a da- i want to bring it up a dane actually I want. I do want Taj because Taj is one of my favorite players. I think he's one of my favorite Wolves of all time. He just oh, signed yeah, with the Knicks. Yeah, I just saw that. Um, he's so fun. Also, sixty-seven, great basketball number. You inspired like his. Is like his childhood street that he grew up on. I stayed I, away from the big so. men just because I like don't know where there are more minutes for big men on this yeah. team. Sorry, that Taj Gibson block on Nikola Jokic in the corner to yeah. seal the game was Sick. one of my favorite Wolves memories. I was there for it. Watched it live. A- we were. I cried. Oh, yeah. We were next to each other. We, you did cry. I laughed at you. Crying. I cried, too. I was at the Go 96.3 studio. Just like I had to, I had to record in a couple breaks and just let myself cry. It was great. It had yeah. been so long. It was so long. I was, I was at that game, and then I was at the one Rockets game that we won, and that was unbelievable to be at live. Well, you should have gone to more of those Rockets games. <laughs> Maybe Carl Anthony Towns' playoff reputation would be a little bit better. If you guys want to foot the bill to the away games, I'm happy to go. That's all I'm saying. Pull tab. Potab. Potab. 
Do you love high quality clothing for a Minnesota brand that has a positive message? Then boy, I, howdy. I, do, I do. You do? Boy, howdy. Do I have a brand for you? Lamb Chops. Lamb Chops is the brand from Timberwolves superfan Jordan Die, And you can support local business and Timberwolves fandom all in one. Add to Clark. Add to cart and then click here to purchase um, web session by going to sglampchops.com. Their fall winter 23 line just dropped featuring their new gray hoodie that features the brand motto, cut the bad, leave the good, written in puff paint. Now here to read you special puff paint washing instructions is Crunch Wears No Pants' very own Nathan Alsdorf. Nathan, do you want to pull up puff paint? Uh, oh, I have it ready washing. to go. Actually- I have it as my my screen lock background. Yeah. Care instructions. Listen carefully. This is very, very important. Very. We this love puff paint. your standard washing. This is washing for premium goods. Shepherd goods to be exact. Puff paint. Items with puff print. To preserve puff print, it is recommended that you wash inside out with cold water. Do not tumble dry. Do not tumble dry. Don't. Do not, do not iron over the print. Do not iron over the print. Um, and then the Letterman jacket, dry clean. Fun fact, when Moses like shattered the Ten Commandments, it was actually 11, and one of them was do not iron puff print. It was crazy. <laughs> I learned that with Professor Dan Kent at Bethel University. Yeah. Shout out. God was really ahead of his time with that Guess one. Guest of the pod? Guess the pod? Guess the pod? Theology Professor Dan Kent. Puff paint defender Dan Kent. Puff paint <laughs> defender the Lord. Who is to say? Uh, SGLambChops.com. Make sure you check it out for your holiday shopping or your own personal shopping or at, at uh, SGLambChops on social media. It's time to guess, guess that, that wolf. wolf. It's time for Random, random, random Wolf of the, of the Week. week. Today. Today it's Brandon's turn, so it's going to be someone really good, and the clues will not be chat GPT generated, and they will be accurate because I do chat GPT and Durf lies during our wow. So Brandon is the only one with <laughs> one the text. Time. One time. Marcus George's hunt averaged 56 points per game in his Timberwolves career. <laughs> I thought it was uh, seconds. Played. Looked at the um, per 36 minutes for Marcus George's hunt. It was like he was like an all star. <laughs> I didn't sleep well the night before. Okay. I had an aura migraine because I was supporting our chief sponsor. Um, I think it's James Johnson. Jordan, do you think it's James Johnson? I'm aligned. Also, if you have a James Johnson jersey, I'll also buy it. Basically, if you have any role player jersey, I'll buy it. Tweet me. But yeah, I agree. That's James Johnson. All right. James Johnson. James Johnson is incorrect. Was but James Johnson is on. James Johnson has been on my like short list of like, this guy should be a random wolf of the week. I don't want to play anymore. If it's not James Johnson, I'm out. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Hint number one. And if you get it after this hint, I will. I'll give you each $5 if you get it correct after this hint, oh. because it's a very difficult hint. That's like two Frosties. He was a part of three different three-team trades in his career, some of which included notable NBA players Rudy Gay, Isaiah Thomas, Jeff Green, and our friend Austin Rivers. Mm, this is three. I can't even think of any Timberwolves players. Three that teams three trades. Team trades. Um, not all of them were two or from the Timberwolves. It was just three different three team trades in his career. Yeah. Who's been trade who's been traded a few times in three team trades? Um I'd focus more on the players that he was traded for. That'll give you like the air. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you say him again? He said Rudy, Rudy Gay, Gay, Isaiah Thomas, Jeff Green, and our friend Austin Rivers. And this Rudy. is the this is the the short Isaiah Thomas, not the one of not the five the... best point guards ever, Isaiah Thomas. Um is it? I'm thinking Lakers. Somebody that played on the Lakers with Isaiah um, Thomas. For some reason, I'm thinking Randy Foy. 
No, I don't think it's 34. Yeah. I think it's um somebody from the Derek Williams era. Um wait, say the players again one more time. I'm sorry. Rudy Gay, Isaiah Thomas, Jeff Green, and our friend Austin Rivers. Okay, so we're looking at like a late 2000s, early 2010s person. Um, who who is the really good shooter that was? We're trying to get it because we want to prove Brandon right. I know, I know. I can tell we're you have you have no chance. The only three team trade I'm coming up with right now is D'Lo, which is it's not D'Lo, but let's just just say throw somebody from the D'Wall era out there. Um. From the, D- let's from just the say, Derek, okay, Derek okay, Williams. Derek Williams. Let's say it's Derek, Derek Williams. Derek Williams. Derek Williams is incorrect. Sad. I'm really Hint curious. Number two. Yeah. He played for four different teams in his NBA career the Wolves, Celtics, Grizzlies, and Pistons. Damn. Wolves, Grizzlies, Celtics, and Pistons? Yes. <laughs> I played for the Grizzlies. I, I mean, besides like more recency. Trying to think of like, uh, if it's okay. So we're honing in on like late two thousands, early twenty tens. Wait, it might not. It might just be late two thousands because of the. Can you see the players that he was traded for again, Brandon? I feel like oh, sorry, I had a brain injury. Rudy Gay, Isaiah Thomas, Jeff Green, and our friend Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers. Uh, hmm. Pistons. Timberwolves. So that's like a Chauncey Billups type person. I was around that time, Celtics. Didn't uh didn't Greg Steams want to play for the Celtics for sure? He did, but I don't think he played for the Pistons or Grizzlies. Um Tayshawn Prince. Son of a bitch. It's Tayshawn Prince. Nice. <laughs> Let's go. Full yes. jelly. Good pull. I forgot he played for the Grizzlies. That was his last team, yeah. right? Speaking of the, dried up, yeah. dried no, he up played. Pump. He played most. So he played most of his career with the Pistons. Then he played like four years with the Grizzlies. Then he played like nine games for the wow. Celtics. And then his, his last, last season was, was with the yeah. Wolves. Hell and yeah. so the uh, the other the other three hints. I think you would have gotten it after hint number four. You definitely would have gotten it after hint number five. Hint number three was, <laughs> despite averaging two point nine points, one point nine rebounds, and zero point nine assists in nineteen minutes per game, he played in seventy seven games. His only season with the Wolves. <laughs> I I uh, I absolutely would have thought that he played for more than four teams with a with. He played with the Pistons how many years? for a long time. Yeah, how many he years? Played was, like ten, was like played, ten or eleven. So that's no, the next one of the next hints. So the next career. hint is. He was an NBA champion and four-time All-Defense. And then the last hint was, as a 13-year NBA veteran, he was acquired by the Timberwolves to fill a role as a veteran leader along with two other 10-plus-year veterans for the young core of Carl Anthony Towns, Zach Levine, and Andrew Wiggins. Um, and the other two 10-plus-year veterans were? Andre Miller. Andre Miller and? Um, who else was a dried-up husk that we got? That trade. Uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to research a three team trade. Um, per, in, perhaps the greatest Timberwolf of all time. Brandon Roy. Oh, yeah, Brandon Roy. He's Kevin Garnett. No, Brandon Roy. <laughs> Neilis Brandon Roy. Um, or cartilage list. So Tayshon had two stints with KG because he played with KG in Boston too. Yeah. Did the tail end? I mean, no, I think it's because I think Boston was right before the Wolves and KG was on Brooklyn by then. Oh, yeah. Classic. 
well, what a what a great random wolf of the week. Um, we should good start- pull, Jordan, too. In two, that, uh, in two, that was amazing. I think I, I also been... I also mixed up the order of the teams when I read them because I thought if I went Pistons, Grizzlies, Celtics, Wolves, mm-hmm. like the Pistons would like jump out. Oh, you got to mix it up when you're given the clue. You got to mix it up. Yeah. Well, Durf, you're 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 jogging my when you say Greg, Greg season for the Celtics, like no no no, that couldn't be it. So you really unlocked it for me. Uh, well, uh, that's it. Do we have any other topics we left on the table, or do we want to end this episode? Just freaking end it. Well, uh, I'm not paralyzed, but I seem, I seem to be struck, struck by. Thank you for rocking with another episode of Crunch. Where's no pants, baby? Make sure you follow us. No pants, Crunch on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Keep fucking singing. Because um, you stand and, and make sure if you leave if a you review, you buy Spotify or Oh, yeah, if you're driving like a stupid idiot in residential areas, I hope that your personal investments that have nothing to do with mine absolutely tank because you suck. Love you. Bye. 20 is plenty people will hate that ending it's a lot of stuff happening at the same time i know but you make us keep singing